Let's pray and we'll get started. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to study. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity we have to be uh, uh, to be together this morning. It is truly a blessing and a privilege to be together uh, here in this place and be able to see each other and, and be able to communicate with each other. Thank you so much for that, Father. We've got a lot going on here. There's a lot of things in people's families that are going on. We're not going to list them all, but you know who they are and you know what they are. And you know the problems that people are having and the things that are, they're struggling with. And I pray, Father, it should be with each one of us. Help us to remember this is a place of recovery. It's a place to get better. It's a place to come to the great physician and let him do his magic on us, Father. And we're just so grateful for the opportunity to do that. Bless us as we move forward. Bless us as we go forward in this community and beyond. Help us to be the church uh, that your son died to make. And help us to remember that we need to be your heart and your hands in this community and beyond. Thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chapter 13, we know what you just, we just looked at this past week. We said last week we talked about what kind of servants we're going to be. He washed their feet, okay, and, and, and we talked about servanthood, what it meant to serve him and what it meant to, he said, he said, you go and do likewise. Well, now he's going to talk about his betrayal. And I want to ask you a question, okay? Have you ever had anybody betray you? Have you ever had a betrayal? Could have been a, a spouse. You could have been a child. It could have been a parent betrayed you. It could have been uh, all kinds of things could have happened. You could have, you felt like a, a boss has, has made you promises and then didn't fulfill them. And now you're on the short end of the stick because the boss didn't come through for you, like he said. And so now you feel betrayed. You know, have you ever felt that before? How did that feel? How did it feel to, to be betrayed? How did that, you know, but I, got, I wrote a question on this morning. How has betrayal affected you in your life? How has it affected you in that betrayal? Huh? Feel like you can't trust anyone. Yeah, Jane. It's a trust issue. It's a trust issue. You know, how, how did it affect you in your life? I've dealt with a lot of young people. I mean, well, a lot of people that uh, were traumatized as children. Uh, and, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with with, uh, with a lot of women that have been abused in their life. Okay? Uh, whether it's psychologically, sexually, uh, physically. And it traumatizes them. And it affects them forever. Okay? And, of course, getting them help and me helping them, all I can do is get them help spiritually because that rest, that's beyond my pay grade. You know? But we have we have sent people to, to professionals to get them help uh, because of, of, the, of the, the seriousness of what's going on. So betrayal hurts, and it breaks trust. And you could have been lied about. Somebody could, on the job, or somebody in your family could have lied about you, and you feel betrayed. Jesus is going to feel betrayed by Judas. Everything Jesus did, the choosing of him, the washing his feet, everything he did was, was for the twelve. Never single Judas out. And you have to understand that what Judas is going to do is going to bring glory to God. Judas doesn't know that, but it's going to bring glory to God anyway. And, and if, you, if you handled your betrayal right, if you handled the problems that you had right, the betrayal can bring glory to God. It truly can. It can make you better. You understanding that when you read Hebrews chapter 4, and I think verse 15, I think is where it's at, it says we have a high priest that understands what we're going through. We have a high priest that knows about our infirmities because he was tempted in all aspects like we are, yet he was without sin. So when it says, let's just read. We're going to read, we're going to read this part. Starting in verse 18. I'm not referring to all of you. 
I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. And after, and after he said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and terrified. Because he knows. What did he just tell them? There's been a fulfillment, there's going to be a fulfillment of prophecy here. I'm going to dip my bread and take, and he's going to take my bread, and this guy is going to betray me. He's going to, he's going to give in to his own selfish ambitions, his, his self-centeredness, and he's going to betray me. And it, and, and it says that Jesus was troubled in spirit and ter testified, very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. Straight up tells him, one of you, he knows who it is. And he said, his disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. There, what does he know that could easily happen here? This guy betrays them, and everything that's fixing to happen in the next six, seven hours could destroy them emotionally, could destroy them spiritually. Could it not? Absolutely could. And that betrayal could go to could jump over into their lives. But he also knows if they're just patient, if they just look, because they know that once they see what happens, then they say, oh, wait a minute. Man, now I know what he was talking about. You ever gotten to that point where things aren't happening in your life and you kind of give it some time and you say, oh, now I see what he was trying to get me to see. That's the same thing here. He knows the resurrection is going to prove everything he says. That's going to happen in a, in a few days. But while it's, this is going on, this betrayal could affect them. Could it turn them? Yes, it could. And he knows that. So he says, I'm going to warn you, there's a fulfillment of Scripture happening here. There is something that's going to happen here that's going to be, you're going to look at it and say, uh-uh, uh They don't understand any of it, but when they find out that Judas has betrayed him, that has turned him in, you know, Peter's going to get so, and you'll see it, but Peter's going to get so angry, he's going to take out a sword, and he's going to lop off a guy's ear. They're angry. How do you think they feel about Judas? How do you think they're going to feel? This guy broke bread with us. He shared with us. He walked with us for the last three years. You think it could affect them negatively? You think it could be something that carried on to them, like it has carried on for some of you, the betrayal in your life? You think it could? Sure it could. And Jesus knows that. Look at what happens. He said, uh, His disciples stared at one another. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked the Lord, because the way they, they the way they laid, they would lay head to head. So if he lay back, he, his, his head would have been right here on Jesus' chest. And he said, which one are you talking about? What are you talking about? They want to know. We don't know for sure who the one Jesus loved is. We're pretty sure it's John. But the scripture never tell us. Okay? And, and I looked. I looked. And it, and it doesn't tell you. It does not tell us. But we pretty much know who it was. Because it's always it's always talking about him when he's always there. So, but anyway, it really doesn't matter. You know, let's say it was John and Peter Lee. Hey, ask him who he's talking about. You see the you see the dialogue going on. In the, it's pretty neat. I think it's pretty neat. You know, it's kind of kind of dialogue, dialogue we'd have. You know, say, hey, that's the list. This, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't ask yourself. So you. So you get somebody else to do it. I That's kind of the dynamic. I hear Mason do that uh, all the time. Do you? <laughs> Go ask Dad this. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I've had, when we we've kept the boys before, and, and Trenton said, Grandpa, is it time to eat? I said, you know what time you're going to eat. And I said, why are you asking? Well, Connor told me to come ask you. <laughs> you know, 
Hey, Connor's going. What? <laughs> anyway, he so so he leaned over and he leaned back in. Jesus asked, "Lord, who is it?" Jesus answered, "It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish." Well, was a what was a what was a prophecy in in Psalm forty one? He said, "He who shared my bread has turned against me." Now, he said. Then he dipped the piece of bread. He gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Youch. Youch. Satan has been all around him, tempting him. Satan been all around him, whispering in his ear, putting people in his life. He's whispering in his ear, the chief priests, the scribes, all these people, whispering in his ear. Man, you know, we, we really want it. We, you know, you think they lied to him? You think these people lied to him about what they were telling him? I think probably had had a good motive at one point, but it turned. You know, he sold him out for thirty pieces of silver. Okay, so you know you can't you can't justify it at all. We know that God put it in effect. We know that God was involved. We know that it's going to glorify Jesus. We know that. We know that the, that this that this betrayal has to happen for the, for it to fulfill. So we can sit here this morning. It has to happen. Okay. Now it says. So Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed to, for the festival or give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. Wow. What do you think? What do you think? The, 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 how do you think, from your own experience, how do you think Jesus, how do you think he navigates this? How do you think? You give everything to someone in your life. You give everything. You give you give a, 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 a you give your heart and soul to them and they turn on you. And you understand the feeling. You understand the emotion. You understand the, the trauma of it. You understand what it was like. You know, whoever it was in your life. You know, and I don't want to know. I just I want you to think back and so you understand where Jesus is here. You know, he's 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 it says that he was a... Uh, he was troubled in spirit. It troubled him. You know, he was broken. It tore his heart out, man. To think that he had handpicked this guy and this guy, knowing from the start what's going to happen, but he's trying. You don't think Jesus is trying to change him? Of course he is. And it doesn't work. So even Jesus had his failures. Yes. It always impresses me that Jesus knew what was happening here, but he didn't treat him any differently. How would I have treated him? I would have been horrible. Yeah, you see. That's I would have been so ugly and mean. That's what I'm trying to get you guys to see. The way we react to that betrayal in our lives, the way we respond, the way we treat people, would have been different probably. Jesus has just washed his feet. He didn't say he to put Judas outside and I ain't washing your feet. No, you're a skunk. I'm not washing you. He didn't say that. He washes his feet. He loved him anyway. He loved him anyway. And that's going to that's gonna segue right into the next part. Look at what the next part said after the betrayal. Look what happened. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified. Now, what does he... He Remember, this Son of Man is about, about his... Uh, uh, hold on. Let me, I got my note here. It's about Jesus and his divine origin. It means he is divine. Remember, we talked about this way before back in the book of Luke. We talked about it out of the book of Daniel. It's the first time. He said, I see one as the son of man. And Jesus said, that's, I'm that guy. I was that guy. I was that guy. Before I am what you see, I was that guy. So I am divine and earthly at the same time. That's what he means when he says son of man. And he, said, he says, uh, before, when he was gone, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified. How... Because of what? Because of what Judas is fixing to do, he's fixing to turn him in 
betray him in the worst possible way, going to betray him. And he said, now the Son of Man is going to be glorified. So what's going to glorify him? Him being obedient to the Father and going to the cross. Because we know that he's going to say, he's going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Because the human side of him is saying, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be very, very painful to endure. Now, look at what he said. He said, now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. So when those things happen in your life, those betrayals happen, and you handle them the right way, what happens? God's glorified. We're going to see that again in a minute here and what he's going to say. Well, let me just move on. Let's look at what he said. He said, if God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. God's already glorified him. He said twice, he said, this is my Son in whom I'm well. He's already elevated him to glory. All right? So I have a high priest. I have a Savior. I have a brother in Christ. Who has been glorified by the Father, who has been glorified by Judas, whether Judas realizes it or not, he doesn't, it doesn't matter whether he realizes it, but he's done that. And you know, have you have you had a betrayal in your life that you've come through and you got better from it? Have you had that happen in your life? Did it did it make you better? Did it did it make you did it elevate you? Did it make it humbled you? It brought you closer to God. So what happened? You were glorified. The Father was glorified. The church was glorified because you handled that the way you were supposed to handle it. Because you, you looked at it and said, you know what, I cannot. Or somebody had your past and you and you find you see them at some point and you go up and say, hey, man, I sure love to be able to study with you. And you know what they did to you in the past. You know how they treated you. Yes, Vincent. And you also forgive that person. And you forgive. That's what the part. You think Jesus forgave Judas? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely he did. And he said, remember, he said after he, he washed their feet, he said, you guys go and do likewise. He wasn't talking about us going and washing feet. It was how you treat those people, how you treat Judas. How do you treat the Judas in your life? How do you treat the person that betrayed you? You know, I mean, I think if we went around the room, some of the stories would make us, make us sick. Some of the stories of the betrayals that have happened in people's lives in this room. Don't you think? People watching online right now. There's somebody maybe watching that has, has a betrayal they're going through right now that they're struggling with. And it's causing them a great deal of anger and animosity. And Jesus is saying, you can't do that because it'll destroy you too. Yes, James? But a lot of times, especially you know, even when it comes down to Christianity, a lot of people tend to think forgiveness as an acceptance of someone's behavior. Mm -hmm. and oh, I'm, no. Judas was wrong. Yes. What Judas did was wrong. If he had repented, what would God have done? God would have forgiven him. Right? If he had repented, he would have forgiven him. But he didn't do that. He doesn't do that. So, no, it, not, it doesn't just, I mean, it doesn't give uh, uh, the right for that person to have done what they've done. It's still wrong. It's still sinful. But it's not about them. It's about, or whether you betrayed someone in your life. Maybe you did it to someone. And you're looking and saying, he's not talking about me. Yeah, I am. I'm talking about betrayal. Whether you did it or they did it to you. What did it do? It caused great animosity. It caused great, great problems. And he here he said, he said, now the Son of Man is glorified. Part of that glorifying, part of that elevating, was because Jesus said, go and do what you got to do quickly, and didn't say, hey guys, he's fixing to betray me. You guys need to, you need guys need to stop it. How do you think they would have? We already know what Peter's going to do. <clears throat> what Peter's going to do is pick up a sword and he's going to he's going he's going to start lopping ears off. You don't think he would have done something to Judas? But look at what else he says. Look, what's going on. 
He's my children. I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. What is he talking? What does he mean? What does he mean? Can't go to the cross with me. You can't go to the trial with me. You can't go to the tomb with me. And you can't go back to heaven with me yet. Not yet. You can't. You can't do anything. Where I'm going, you cannot go. You won't go. And, he, and then he said, and then look at what he says. And this is what I want to talk about some this morning. A new command I give you. All right, remember? He gave him a command. He said, he said, what's the greatest command? They asked him what the greatest command is. And he said, and the guy said, love, you, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and body. And he said, and I said, and I tell you, the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Remember that? Remember that? Right? We call it, we studied it for a long time, called the Jesus Creed. It wasn't. It was in two separate places in the Old Testament. One was in Leviticus, one was in Deuteronomy. But Jesus puts them together. And he said, I'm telling you, love your neighbors yourself. He said, here, I'm going to give you a new command. I'm going to give you another one. Another command. Look at what he said. He said, love one another. As I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Okay? Now, what just happens? Just before this, what just happened? Judas just walked out of the room full of Satan to, to, to go and betray him. Going to put him to the cross, going to put him at the hands of the whip, and then the death, and in the tomb. And Jesus knows all that. And he says, love one another. Huh. I got some questions I want to ask you. How is Jesus fixing to show his love to them? We already saw him. We already saw him wash their feet. But how is he fixing, how is he showing his love to them from that this, this moment and on? How is he showing it? Not to us, but to them. How is he showing this love? So Because remember, these guys are going to have to build up what he's saying. They're going to have to apply it to their lives. They're going to have to become the people that there's need to come. Otherwise, the, this thing this thing goes down the, down the dumper. Right? And Jesus knows that. Because they're going to be responsible for taking the message to the lost. And if they don't get it, then we don't get it. You got it? So it all hinges on, on what's going to happen with them. That's why he's going to spend chapter 14, 15, 16, and part of 17 talking to them. That's what we're going to be dealing with next. 14, 15, 16, and he's going to be talking to these disciples. And then in 17, he's going to say, I'm not only talking to you, but I'm talking to all the ones who are going to believe through your message. So he's already resigned himself to, hey, they're going to get past this. They will. They'll remember, and the Father will help them remember. But here he's telling them, you have to love one another. And the greatest test is going to be how they're going to respond to Judas. It's going to be the greatest test. And remember, they're going to run like scared rabbits. Okay? They're going to, they're going to, the only one that's going to be left is John. He's going to be standing there with his mother, standing at the cross. All the rest of them, gone. Gone. Ten other guys, gone. Of course, Judas is done. But John, you know, ten other guys, they're gone. You don't think they're going to have some animosity towards each other? <laughs> when they hear Peter, what he's going to do? He's going to use profanity, say, I don't know that. I, and he's going to do that before the rest of He's going to do it three times. You don't think one of them is going to hear him? And they could have animosity towards him because of what he said? And he says, you love one another as I have loved you. Okay? So how is Jesus fixing to show his love for them? How is he fixing to do that? Love them to the end. Huh? Love them to the end. Even gonna, love, gonna love them to the end. Jessica, what'd you say? Somebody. Say. 
What'd you say? He's going to die on the cross. He, they won't understand any of that. They will later. But, you know, that is the ultimate. But is there things he's doing right now? What's he going to... How, how, but how is he going to show that love for them? He's going to take some of them to the garden with him. Okay? And they're going to watch him agonize over there. You know, these are all going to be things that are going to help them to grow and help them to get better. What has he caused to happen in your life? That has helped you to get to this point where you could love people. You know? Get angry at God for something that he's done or you perceive he's done. And then and then down the road, he changes it and he and he blesses you with something even more. And you look and say, oh, man, now I understand. And it takes all that anger and all that rage and bitterness out and it, and it fills you with love. Love for your children. You know, we had it in our own family. You know? Man, it was... We could have easily said, you know, God, the heck with you. I'm done. I ain't serving this kind of God. And then here we have, you know, last week, little Tyson saying, stay away from me. I'm sick. Stay away from me. Man, the cutest thing, man. I mean, just... I, when I heard about it, just, I said, that's Tyson. Just sounds just like him. You know? Because he had thrown up yet Sunday morning. And he said, y'all stay away from me. I'm sick. Y'all can't get around me. And and that was that's been a blessing in our lives that God's done. After we thought there was a betrayal, <clears throat> thought we were being betrayed. How in the world you do this? And so so the the love that He shows is what He's going to do for them over the next few hours. You know, as they watch and as they agonize, they don't understand any of this. They don't understand any of it. He tells them that, that He knows they're not going to understand it. So let me ask you, what do you think loving your brother looks like? What do you think that looks like? I got some questions here that I think should take us to the rest of the time. I want to just say, I wanted to ask, what do you think loving your brother should look like? Being kind. Being kind? Coming to him when he's at his lowest. Okay. Coming to him when he's at his lowest. Okay. Anybody else? What do you think loving your brother should look like? <laughs> Forgiving him whenever he's right. <laughs> Forgiving him when he, when he does what? Betrayed. When he betrays you. Okay. Or when he when he says things or does things that that or doesn't do things that you think they should do. Yeah, James. Unconditional love. Okay, that's fine. But how does that? How is that going to be? And you're right. But how is that? Uh, good, how? What is that going to look like? What is it going to look like to the people? Because remember, he said, "This is how they'll know you are my disciples." We're going to get to that in a minute. This guy, you they know. Yeah, Jessica. So always remembering when people are at me, so we're always going to get frustrated with people around us. We're always going to have things we don't like to see. Mm -hmm. Just remembering that this is some, always remembering and keeping in your heart because love is a choice. Okay. And always remembering, you know, you're human, you make mistakes, you do things that you don't appreciate, and just continue to move forward and continuing to stay true to that relationship. People are not always going to do what you think they ought to do. Yeah. You know? They're just not. They're different. You know, they're not going to, They're. you're going to look at one situation one way, they're going to look at a different way, they're going to do something, and you're going to say, that's not, that, that's ignorant, that's ignorant. You know, but you love them anyway. And you, and you, you don't shun them because they have a different opinion, a different idea, a different attitude. You don't shun them. That's not what Jesus does. What does he do with Judas? He loves him and washes his feet, right? The guy who's going to have him killed. But might as well just pull the gun himself. Just shot him, and he loved him anyway. Now, it's hard, guys. I understand that. This is difficult because I'm asking you to, to tell me, what does it look like when I, when I love? You know, as an elder, you can, you, get, uh, you can get, the first year I was an elder, I, was, I wondered, I wanted, did somebody have a, a, a target on my back? 
with a bullseye that somebody was shooting at? You know, because I was getting blamed for things. I got stood up against that wall right there, you know, by a lady. Man, she was in my man. She was in my grill, and I'm going, what? I don't know what you're talking about. This was before my time, and she was just eating on me. I'm going, okay, you know, and and she's still here to this day. You know, I love her. Don't yeah, I don't hold anything like that against her. It was not, it was not Nancy. No, it was not. It was not Nancy. No. It was not. But, but, you know, I loved her. I understood the situation after I got to know her better, and I understood where she was coming from. I know why she felt the way she did. She just needed somebody to vent to. You know, and I didn't fault her for that. I love her. I love her family. You know, it just it's just sometimes you get, you know, you get inundated. Sometimes there are things said about you that people don't know anything about what they're talking about. Have you ever had that happen to you? Someone says something about you, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, we went through some we went through some really dark stuff here for a while, right? And I heard all kinds of things were said about us, about about me and Dan and the rest of us. They didn't know what they were talking about. They had no clue. They didn't sit in meetings. They didn't sit there. I had a guy call me and he just ripping me up. And I and I'm thinking, you know, somebody lied to you. I was there. I know what happened. You know, and it just and and he feel and I I, I still have communication with this guy. I still talk to him. I care about him. I care about his family. You know, I don't look, I, don't, I think that's how, what it's going to look like in the world. When you, when you have those issues this evening, and you're going to look at them and you want to be angry, and you may have every right to be angry. You say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not doing this. This is not healthy for me. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a positive. Doesn't mean you're going to be buddies, but I'm going to let this thing go. I'm going to let it go. That's what it's going to look like. All right, I got another question. How does this show the world that we love each other? How does it show the world that we love each other? Because that's what he's, that's the goal here. He said, and this is how they'll know you're my disciples, by the love you have one for another. How are they going to show the world that we love each other? Because that's not how the world does it. Because that's not how the world acts. How does the world act? Oh, my gosh, man. It's, it's horrible right now, man. It, and it's getting worse, man. It's getting bad, man. I mean, it, it's bad out there. You know, people are, you know, Kevin had, had an issue with somebody the other day, you know. Cut him off and stomp on the brakes, and I mean, just people are angry, and they, and they don't have a problem, you know, taking their anger out on you. That's the way the world looks. So when we come at this from a different perspective and one like this, how it's it's going to be, it's going to be, like, I mean, people are going to recognize it, especially when they come in here, aren't they? Aren't they going to recognize it when they see it and they come in and say? Wow, you guys don't treat I me. Mean, this is not how I got treated before, over here or whatever, over this. You know, you guys are not, y'all are different. Y'all are different than everybody, than other people I've known about. Let's put that away. So it's going to look different for us to be, to be uh, non-judgmental, to be forgiving, to be caring, to be compassionate for people that are, that, that most people say, well, they don't deserve your compassion. Well, I don't deserve God's. You got that? I don't deserve Not one of us in this room. That's why you hear me say all the time, this is a hospital, guys. It's not a church. It's a hospital. People over here in one state of recovery another. The only guy that practices here is Jesus. He's a great physician. He practices here. And we're all over here, going over here this morning, trying to get help, trying to get medicine, trying to get fixed. He's going to use Cole this morning as one of his aides. You know, and Cole's going to say some stuff. He's going to use me. Hopefully, we're going to, we're going to give you the medicine. It's going to help you get fixed. And if not, you keep coming back, and you know what's going to happen? One day, he's going to fix you. This is a hospital. 
because we're all we're all in need of that. Now, well, I got I got another question. Uh, do you have at this point right now? Do you have this kind of feeling for the disciples at this place? Yeah, you have that kind of feeling right now for the people at this place, right now. And I don't want you to say no because this. You know, I don't want to do that. I just want you to say, do you have this feeling, this kind of love for the disciples? So people here will know that you are my disciples. Do you have that here? Definitely. Bar, Bar, what did you say? Bar, Bar, what did you say? Yeah, you did. All right. We have one on one extreme that's been around the church a long time and learned how to grow into this. And then we have another who is a brand new baby. Of course you feel this way when you're a brand new baby. It's when you get in about the middle of this thing and you're going, this sucks, man. This is terrible. I don't like this at all. How come this person is doing that to me? Why is that? You know, and you get to that point and you say, man, this is no good. This isn't what the church wants to be, and it causes that that stuff to happen in your life, that problem to happen. You understand what I'm saying? Once you've been at it a long time, you say, "Man, this is easy. This is no brainer. I love coming here because I want to be around the people." And that's and that's what I was going to say. There are things that happen in your life that cause you to grow yes. and to recognize. Yeah, to mature. But when you're early on, yeah, when you're early on like she is, you're going, "Wow, I love everybody." Well, because this is never, great, man. Everybody, everybody, I love everybody. Because you've never been around it before. Because she, had, because she hadn't been in, in the church. She hasn't right. been betrayed. That's right. She hadn't been betrayed yet in the church. In the church. I'm not talking about outside. I'm talking about in the church. Hadn't been betrayed yet. And you have to learn how to apply this stuff to your life. All right. I got one more question. And then I'm, I got I got re finish reading this. We get to chapter 14 next week. If you don't, how can you feel? If you don't have this feeling, how can you build or develop that feeling in your life? If you don't have it now, if there's something going on, how can you build it or develop it? How, what do you have to do? You have to be around the people first. You have to be around the people first. Yeah. Okay? You have to step out in faith and get started to do it. You have to step out in faith and do it. Okay? Anybody else? How do you how do you build that? How do you develop that? You just say, well, I'll just God will give me time and I'll just I'll just grow into it. You have to learn how to forgive. You have yeah. to learn how to communicate. <laughs> okay. You actually have to you have to want that relationship with people, you want yep. that relationship with people, even if they've betrayed you, something's happened, miscommunication, yep. it doesn't get fixed if you do not forgive, you do not suck up your Jesus, you do not I think the, I think all of you are right. I think all of you are, I think all is perfect. You have to forgive, you have to learn how to do it. I think you have to come to Jesus. I think you have to come to Jesus. And you have to really let Jesus change your heart. And that will happen. He will do it. You pray about it. You read about it, and you pray about it, and you read about it, and you pray about it, and you read about it. You keep doing it over and over and over until, until Jesus starts to change your attitude and, and helps you to become this kind of person. All right, let's finish reading this. He said, Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? You, know, you got this comment, and you know he's got something up his sleeve. He knows something that you don't, and it's fixing to come out. And he said, very truly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Wow, you're fixing to betray me just like Judas did. In just a short period of time, before the sun starts coming up, you're going to betray me three times. Wow. How do you think Peter took that? 
I would love to see the look on his face. I would love to see the look on his face. No, that ain't going to happen. I'd love to like to see the look on his face when he realized he did it. When he realized he did it. The look on my face when I realized I was lost. When I realized that I was no longer in a right relationship with God. Yeah, James. Now, a man inside your experience, has, have you ever seen it where it seems like you've seen the sin and others spread from one person to the next to the next? To the that's, next. What, that's what betrayal does. Yeah. Betrayal is like a cancer. Mm -hmm. If you don't fix it, you don't get a handle on it in your own life, it'll eat, it'll eat everything around you. Think about what it's like when you, when you have a, a, a mate that betrays you and what happens. Or a parent betrays you. It, start, it can affect everything around you. Every person that you deal with, from now on, it can affect if you don't get a handle on it. Because you're the center point. Yeah. They betrayed you, so you have to get a handle on it. Not the rest of them. They're going to feed off of what you do. And that's what betrayal does. And that's what love does. Love does exactly the same thing except the, on the opposite side. And that's why Jesus said, that's how they'll know. All right? Thanks, guys. I